This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I had to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horseman to the inside. He's got Max Dambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horseman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Going with Chris Trevor, the Hills Racing 47 Knot. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Albeit a day late, we're a dollar short, but we're here nonetheless. Glad to be with you. A lot to talk about from the weekend, so let's get into it. Here's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Penalties being handed out like candy today after the NASCAR Cup Series race at Texas Motor Speedway. William Byron, he got slapped on the wrist. $50,000, 25 owner points and driver points after intentionally spinning Denny Hamlin under caution. Lesson for William, don't admit on national television that you dumped someone on purpose under caution. NASCAR will use that against you. Also, Ty Gibbs with a learning curve over the weekend swerved into uh, the, well, I don't know if you want to call him the less talented of the brothers, but you you know who I'm talking about? Ty Gibbs swerving into uh, the other Ty on the track. Anyhow, that happened on pit road, and uh, Ty Gibbs got slapped with a big old fine, $50,000. He issued an apology today, $75,000, I'm sorry. He issued an apology today and said that he'll be better, and uh, we'll move on from that. Uh, By the way, the guy that hung on continues the streak of NASCAR drivers who are not in the playoffs winning the races. Tyler Reddick gets it done after a wild weekend in Texas. Justin Grant dominated the USAC National Sprint Car 4 Crown event at Eldora Saturday for his 50th career win. Chris Windham took the midget side of things. Tyler Courtney finding victory lane in the Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions. Rico Abreu took the win in the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars on Friday night. And then how about Steven Nassi, the Blizzard Series 125 finale on Saturday night at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola. Pollard captured his fifth Blizzard Series title, and that's what's happening and so much more tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. Man, there was all kind of racing on being streamed this weekend. We, yeah. did, we didn't have enough around here. I didn't know. what I was a channel-clicking fool. This That's weekend. right. I was, too. And and Sunday was wild. It was it was bad. You know, I, was, I posted on Facebook. I said, where's Tony Stewart with the Goodyear tire review? Because... Uh, it was it was it was not great. Uh, kind of a black eye again for NASCAR and Goodyear from Texas, blowing right rear tires uh, about every 35 laps or so. So uh, it was a tough look, tough look, and they knew they were going to have tire problems going in because they did at the All Star race too. I can't get my clicker to work on Fox. Yeah. So I just <laughs> I I just can't get I just can't turn it on. So what was my choice? rerun of the glass city 200 that's what i watched hey, that's on all right. sunday that's all right you wouldn't have found the race on fox anyhow you had to go to usa to find it so oh, i man. think i think it's a nascar thing not a channels thing that's right all right uh, there was some racing in our area over the weekend rich let's get into some things that happened 
Yeah, not much on the racetrack, but uh, a lot. The Wasso Fall Nationals was on tap on Saturday and gave race fans in our area a chance to see some racing in one of the final Michigan events of 2022. Zach and the Outlaw Super Late Models, it was Blake Childers holding off Buddy Gray and Jason Felber to win the 60-lap Outlaw feature event. Nick Clemens would hold off Kyle Hayden to take home the modified win. Fred Cummings picked up the sportsman feature win. And um, Mark Avram grabbed the pure stock win. Zane Cruz would grab the truck victory. And Billy Luckhurst and Damian Waters would take home the front-wheel drive class wins. Yeah, and uh, by the way, uh, speaking of Owasso, have a line in to Rex. And uh, looking at a couple of weeks down the line here, we'll probably get a chance to talk uh, about the next step for Owasso Speedway. So keep an eye on that. Looking forward to that coming up pretty soon. Yeah, I think they I think they actually take official ownership or everything gets done Friday, and, they, and they're starting this Saturday uh, on the property to get some things done. So they are... We'll talk to him about that. That's uh, They're getting a head start really quick. Well, Zach, on the phone lines now, we have a gentleman that had a pretty good weekend, although they shortened it. We'll get into all that. Uh, he picked up the win at the 35th Super Sioux Nationals out at the Kalamazoo Speedway. Also, he's your 2022 template late model champion at the Kalamazoo Speedway. Great to have him on. Billy Shannon, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Man, talk about this weekend. I know uh, they had to pull an audible right in the middle of it, but so, but it seemed to work out for you. Uh, yeah, it did. It's uh, I don't I don't believe I know I haven't ran all of them, but uh, out of all the ones that I've ran, we've we've never uh, never done it on a Saturday night. So uh, uh, usually it's a Sunday afternoon and it's not dark out and late. So uh, but yeah, like you said, it it all worked out well for us. I've been out to the, I, I ran out there at the Super Shoe Nationals many times over many years. And, um, and I've been out there when it rained and it's not comfortable. And is that a good thing that, that Gary made the call early with the forecast? So, you know, they, they didn't want to be sitting around all day and then try to be fitting something in at midnight on Sunday night. Oh, I, for sure. I give him, yeah, all the credit in the world. I mean, I've actually been, I don't remember what year it was, but, uh on sunday we got every single feature in uh we were rolling out on the track to start the a feature and it just dumped and it was oh, done no. i mean so he took the whole purse and split it up and you know all 22 of us or however many were in it you know all went home with the same amount and it was done because monday was terrible and you know no one wanted to come back the next week just for one race so now talk to me about these cars that show up including yours um at the super shoe they are not anything that you would see all season long anywhere else, and and they look wild. So I guess you can tell people: is that the original? Is that the chassis that you ran this year? And you just put a different body on it, or do you got a car sitting on the side that you cover up for once a year? Uh, no, this this happens to be the uh, the car that that we ran with all year. Um, my car owner Donnie uh, Donnie Breast decided to sell the body at the end of the year and. You know, he likes the super shoe. Uh, I like the super shoe. I, uh, to be honest with you, I tried talking him out of it a little bit because I was I was going to be gone. We went down to uh, Eldora and had a couple other things that we had. You know, I was going to be out of town quite a bit, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to help. So, uh, but he decided not to. And him and him and the great crew that I got put that thing together and put that nice body on there, and uh, uh, we went and had fun. 
Now, as we mentioned, as we introduced you, template late model champion, but uh, Outlaw Racing, what's your background with that? I know you've got a couple of starts in some Outlaw shows, uh, but, you know, you run the template car on a regular basis, and we've talked a couple of times on the show with other drivers how different they are without it being a super shoe with different, you know, off-the-wall setups and extra downforce and all that. So, uh, you know, talk to me about that. What's your experience kind of with these cars, and how often do you run them outside of the super shoe? Um. You know, I used to run, I mean, I ran Outlaw for probably, you know, better part of 15 years. So uh, last year was my first full year in a template. So the, the different thing for me this year was was going from the template car to more of an Outlaw style versus being in an Outlaw all year. And, and don't get me wrong, it changes it quite a bit when you pull the roof and the windows off. Yeah, of but course. You have to, um, but I just, you know, um, I think we could have qualified a little better. I, I, I felt like I struggled a little bit during the day, each day, well, Friday and Saturday, trying to tell the guys what the car needed. Um, and just, just because, uh, it was going the other direction, you know, usually I, in an outlaw and, and, and take the rough and windows off, but this, this was quite a body change and, and the air between those two cars, having run out for so long and then getting in a, in a template is, is quite a bit different. Yeah, you mentioned qualifying. You had a little work to do. Roll off in the 12th spot. Now, is that – refresh my memory. Is that heads up, or did you guys have an invert to work with? Uh, we had an invert to work with. I believe the invert was 16. Okay, so one of those classic Kalamazoo big inverts. Uh, so rolling off 12th, this is a field of cars, right? You've got guys – that are really good outlaw late model drivers on a regular basis. Uh, you know, of course, Adam Terry, uh, you know, Ron Allen, that'll tickle Rich France to hear his name, Matt Frazier, Jeff Gannis, <laughs> right? Uh, these guys are really good outlaw yep. drivers anyhow, and then they're really good Kalamazoo Speedway racers just like you are. Uh, this field is no slouch. 50 laps. What's the mindset going into what is kind of a unique race? Um, you know, it's always a little spread out, you know, um, with that inversion and, and so many cars from out of town and stuff, it's, uh, you try to get through the first couple of laps, which for that race was, was a little rough. We had a couple of, couple of good wrecks there in the first two that we were fortunate or in the first, uh, couple of restarts that we were fortunate enough to miss. And, um, you know, from there, uh, our lane kind of, kind of got took off pretty good on the, at the start of the race and, uh, I got fortunate in a few spots and and uh, was able to able to get through uh, through lap traffic pretty good and like I said it just kind of all worked out. Talk to me. I, I looked, Billy. I saw that they said they had seventy some, give or take, front wheel drive cars. When I was there, it was two hundred and forty. Um, do you know what the reason was for? I mean, because that is an unbelievably low car count. If that was accurate. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, a couple of people asked me throughout the weekend, you know, uh, whether it was at the campsite or what, you know, and I can't point, I can't put my finger on that. I'm not, I'm not sure whether, you know, the weather had some people scared, um, whether there's other races they're waiting for or other races that were going on. Um, no, I, I was kind of shocked. It was one of the lower, lower car counts, especially as far as the super shoe goes, um, that I've seen. I, I go ahead, Rich. Oh, I just I just wanted to ask Billy a question, just because I'm a troublemaker. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> and, and, no, but um, I I saw some things and that I, that I wasn't real happy about uh, 
about everybody talking about this youngster, Bryce Bozell, okay? And I've been watching him for the better part of two years at 11 years old. And I think that young man is doing a flat-out heck of a job. And he did a great job finishing inside the top 10 in that feature. Um, yes, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I've, I've worked with the Bozells quite a bit um, for a few, probably four or five years in a row. Uh, finishing my cars in their garage, working there till the wee hours of the morning with them, and uh, uh, great family. They were they're great help. Um, I mean, Bryce was out there. I mean, cleaning the garage, doing. I mean, the kid uh, kid was helping me pop rivet panels on back in the day. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a uh, he's he's going to be just fine. And I, t- you know, what I tell people, I said it doesn't matter the talent he's got 12 time in his ear right he's got uh, he's got phil in his ear talking to him but he still has to do the job and wheel that race car they can't do it for him and he does just fine yeah yeah he showed that uh i think it was friday night when he was on top of the board so all right billy let's get back to talking about you uh you know the 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 weekend was great for you uh you end the weekend on top of the pylon and you know people probably think hey you won a template late model championship at kalamazoo speedway that's great. That's a great season. Fantastic. Nothing to look back on. But you did this circa 2003 Matt Kenseth style. You picked up a championship without a W on the season. Uh, that, that's got to be a little frustrating, is it not? Um, yes. Uh, you could ask my wife. She would uh, attest to um, – yes, she could attest to my, <laughs> my, disple- my displeasure with that. Let's put it that way. I mean – not taking in a, anything away from what happened. I mean, we had had great cars every night, you know, a lot of 14th, 16th starts, you know, run up to second. I think we finished second three times. Uh, every night that we finished, we were inside the top five. I mean, we were, we were moving forward. Um, it's just, it, that W eluded us. And, and uh, um, that was, that was wearing on me, um, you know, I, I'd been, I've been a couple of years as a, I think Jason kept reminding everybody, uh, it was since 95 since I won my last championship, but, but, uh, at least we got to win that year as well. But yeah, and, yeah, I was, uh, it was, a it was a low, it was a weight lifted off my shoulders. Let's put it that way. Well, and you were, so that's the thing, right? We talk a lot of on this show and you know, we, we've had champions. We've got another one coming up, uh, who, who, you know, we race for points and we race for wins and, this is the interesting thing, right? You get the points, you get the championships, but the wins didn't come. Uh, so, I mean, what does that do to your psyche? I mean, you know you got a fast car, you got a good crew, you got a good piece. You mentioned that you know you have good competition, but how do you keep your head in the game? I mean, how do you not let that just, as you mentioned, your wife can attest to that you were frustrated, so obviously you had vented about that. Uh, but how do you yeah. not let it affect what you do on Friday nights? Um, or maybe, or I maybe did, you do let it affect you, and you utilize that energy to go out there and try and win. I don't know how how you use it. Yeah, I mean, when I'm in the car, I think I I try to use that. When I'm outside of the car at the track, you know, that's probably why my wife was the only one that knew, because you know I don't try to be down at the track. I mean, all those guys are working hard, and they they brought you know gave me fast tires every every week, and um, so it wasn't wasn't their fault or you know, we weren't getting to the front. It was, I was putting, putting that on myself. So. Well, Billy, I got I, I guess you probably answered my question earlier, but you sold the template late model. You guys sold the template late model body. I guess that means you're not running M40 this weekend, right? 
Uh, we are we are not. Um, no, nope. uh, we're in the garage right now. I'm getting that car ready for the Springport race. Uh, one of the other uh, um, guys that run out of here, Jared Blanchard, uh, we're getting his car ready for for Springport. So. Well, Billy, let's. Uh, Rich and I were talking about this when we were getting ready. The the Shannon name around Kalamazoo and around pavement racing, template racing is pretty well known, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, you've got several years behind the outlaw side of things, and uh, you know, championships back to the '90s, and and now another one here. Uh, but you know, kind of talk to me about about your family, about the racing in your family. Uh, give us kind of a reader's digest about that Shannon name and circle track racing. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I started as a kid, uh, on motorcycles, um, got into drag racing. Our, uh, our high school program, um, we had a drag, a couple of drag cars and I was picked, uh, my senior year to drive that. So then I started drag racing after I got out of high school and, uh, I kept red lighting and doing all, I, I don't know. And then, yeah, I had a is friend. That, uh, does that mean the reaction time was uh, too good or, you know, <laughs> like, oh, no, uh, yeah, no, it's yeah, the it was, system. It's not me. <laughs> it's the system. I'm better than it. Right. It just wasn't working out. So uh, I was helping a guy that I worked with by the name of Bruce Leonard. He he, um, he had a brother that had a car without a motor. So for uh, the last night of the year, I put a motor in it and went out and uh, one time in a in a circle track car and I was done. So. That was the end of it, right? That, that now you're going to do this for the rest of forever. Now, are you? <laughs> is is there relation to uh, the uh, CRA side of things with Chris Shannon? Is there a relation there? Actually, no, there isn't. Really? I mean, I, okay. I get that asked a lot. I get that asked a lot. Chris probably gets that asked a lot as well. But yeah, there's no relation. Man, um, Rich, I could have put. I could have made some money off of you tonight, my friend. There's, there's <laughs> got to be some somewhere. I'd start. To... <laughs> uh, so, uh, all right, Billy, uh, you get the win at the Super Shoe. You get the championship here at the end of 2022. I'll, I'll, I'll be the one to ask the question, right? You've got you've got racing all again, as we said, all the way back to the '90s. Um, what's left for you? I mean, are you looking at uh, several more years of doing this? Do you just take them as they come? I mean, are you do you have a, a plan laid out as far as what you want to do moving forward, or do you just take it as they come and and yeah, we're going to race next year until we can't do it anymore? Yeah, I mean, I know we're racing next year. Um, like I said, uh, I had a car owner uh, three. Or four three years ago now that that passed um while i was driving his outlaw um ended up uh through you know ended up purchasing that that didn't work out well as far as me being a car owner and like i said i was i was on the sidelines watching racing when when donnie um you know gave me the opportunity um to drive that template i think we drove it four times the end of that year um and uh did good enough that he uh he asked me to to drive it again this year so you know i and by i thought i would there's a couple of times in in my i don't want to say how many years i've been doing this that i may have taken a year or two off you know due to financial circumstances or car owners getting out of racing or whatever i've i've drove for a lot of good people and and have had a lot of good help for a lot of years and so uh to be honest with you i thought i was done um the year before last and and uh if it wasn't for Donnie, I, I would be. So, Billy, we've had Buddy on the show, and I guess I just got to say, as long as he's doing it, you got to keep doing it because he's no spring chicken. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> yeah, we. Didn't, I was, think I was joking with him and his brother Kenny sometime this year. We were all uh, 
I, I remember when they used to call me the kid, and now I'm the veteran. And that's all I hear. So. That's, that's going to be weird to go through that transition, right? And that's one thing we've not really talked about is is when you go from being Billy the kid to uh, you know Billy the veteran, and you know uh, you know you you kind of gave Jason a little a little uh, elbow there, like Jesus, we get it, Jason. Shut up about how long it's been since I got a championship. Uh, you know, is is that is that weird for you? Does that bother you at all? You know, I, not really. I mean, cause you know, everyone's kind of a big family at the track, you know, when you're there and, and I've seen these people, a lot of these people I've seen for as long as I've been there. Um, you know, whether it's Andy or Kenny, I mean, I've, I've raced against Andy back in the nineties and, you know, I was, I watched Phil in, in, a in the sportsman, you know, I was in outlaws. So yeah, I've seen, seen a lot of, uh, guys that I raced with their kids come up and I've raced against their kids. So, uh, um, yeah. And now grandkids after, uh, after racing with Bryce. So Billy, everybody, every announcer I know that will call somebody a veteran, that means they've been around way too long because they can't think of anything else. (laughs) They can't can't think anything else to call them and be polite about it. (laughs) Yeah. So like I said, to answer your question earlier, I mean, as long as, you know, we're, we're having fun doing it and um you know i still feel like i can compete and uh you know uh we'll, we'll keep playing talk to me about jared blanchard uh this is a young driver in the template class uh, racing against you at kalamazoo speedway and uh you know we see this on facebook we see you pictured with him in a uh, in a feature win situation there uh, a couple of few weeks ago right uh, tell me about this kid. Who is he to you and, and kind of why it looks like you're kind of taking him under your wing a little bit. Uh, it's just, just a family. Um, we've known their family since as, as long as I can remember, um, his grandpa, Al Blanchard, who raced for years. I mean, I can remember being, you know, I don't know, nine, 10 years old. And my dad was putting a motor in his car and it was in the garage and we were painting it and get it stickered up, go to the track. I mean, I've got pictures with him, you know, way back and then on the getting a feature win pitcher or a heat win pitcher or something on the front stretch. So known him forever, known his son, Ronnie forever raced with Ronnie. And then, uh, uh, I don't know how it came about to Jared wanting, wanting to race. I think his mom, Tracy blames it on me, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, he ends up in a, in a front wheel drive and, and it really did good. I mean, I, sometimes you can just see how kids uh can 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 drive far enough ahead to miss stuff and i mean in his right. first year he missed missed some wrecks that you know uh were hard to miss you know and he, and he he was racing racing way ahead so like it was during covid year i still had my outlaw and we uh we uh went and played at the track and my daughter drove his front wheel drive car because she thought she wanted to play around a little bit and uh he drove oh gosh he probably put 100 laps in my outlaw and wow it didn't take him very long to to get up to a pretty decent speed and even get bit by the bug a little harder which his mom will even blame that again for me so (laughs) what is that like for you we talk about the the career change uh, the winds kind of changing but how's it been for you to to, to teach the next generation, really. I mean, to get a chance to have a, a lasting impact on our sport with these next, with these kids. And, and, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it, for us, it's, it's just always been a, a family thing. And, and the Blanchards have been in the racing industry forever and, you know, been part of the racing family forever. So um, it's, it's an easy, 
easy transition. I mean, my, my kids and wife and my parents and brothers and sisters, I mean, all throughout my years have, have helped and, and been a big part of everything. And, and, um, you know, uh, all these people I'm mentioning, you know, whether it be Jared's grandma and Jared's mom and Jared's grandpa, everyone's in the pits, my wife's and my daughter and my son, and we're all just, it's, you know, on top of all the, all the crew guys on, on my side, we're all just down there, whether someone's making food, changing visors, cleaning cars, it's, it's just a big, uh, big, big family affair, basically. Billy, we know it's a huge effort to uh, put these race cars on, especially not just for the super shoe with that. I mean, that 21 machine is just sweet looking uh, the way you guys yeah. did that body, but uh, you know, the, and, and the body that you drove to the 2022 championship, Now's your chance to give everybody a shout out who helped you throughout the season. Oh yeah. And like I said, I had to start off with my wife and, and family, kids, Sarah and Kyle. And, um, they, you know, they, they got to be without dad a couple times a week for sure. And, and, uh, which is, which is fine now that we're all, all older, but, uh, and, uh, I got a great crew, um, you know, Donnie, the car owner, of course, and, um, um, Carl, um, Rick, Doug, Ryan, and then, you know, Jared and Ronnie and Al, everybody's in there as well. Nikki's in there. Um, it's just, everybody's, you know, there's two cars in the garage and we're working on both of them, you know, whichever one needs more attention. And, uh, also got a lot of great sponsors on that car. Toby Esterline agency, uh, CNN heating and cooling, Bill Ball, auto sales, Matt Rogers, plumbing, pro automotive, advanced auto parts. Dave's lawn care, FLF race cars, um, you know, couldn't do it without any and any, any and all those. Billy Shannon, uh, again, congratulations. Super shoe victory championship in the template late models at Kalamazoo as well. So um, I think, you know, obviously you'd like to have a couple more wins in the template, but you know what? You end the, mm -hmm. you end the, you end the season on a high note, man. So congratulations. Right. Appreciate it. All right. Well, appreciate uh, Billy making some time to join us and uh, glad to get him on the show for a first timer and uh, had another guy lined up to be on tonight. We're going to try to get Josh Turner on at some point, the uh, champion at Butler Motor Speedway in the sprint car division. He couldn't make it tonight all of a sudden, so was able to get Billy on and really glad he could do that in such short notice. Uh, Rich, some of our uh, local guys, they don't like to sit around in the off season and the off season is here for us pretty much in Michigan. And so they packed up shop and hit the road. Yeah, we, we had in our local results, but, uh, you know, we want to thank, uh, you know, Billy for coming on the show. We didn't know we know we were going to have him, but he, he picked up the win this weekend along with Ben Wilcox grabbing an A-Main feature win uh, at the Super Shoe Nationals. And then Rusty Schlank and Cody Bauer hit the road uh, this past weekend to Tri-City Speedway down in Illinois. And on Saturday, they racked up a 1-2 finish with Schlank taking a $3,000 payday. The win would lock Rusty in for second in the 2022 National Points for the UMC Late Models. So, Congratulations to Rusty and that Domination Race Cars race team. Nice job. And you know what? I just remembered there was a really fun event held over the weekend at uh, Oakshade Raceway. Now, of course, uh, this is on-the-fly podcasting, so I don't know if I'll be able to uh, get you the results, but they did something really cool. They put their sportsman division and UMP Modifieds together and ran those cars simultaneously and I heard it was a really good show down at Oakshade Raceway in Wauseon, Ohio. 
And as we uh, take a look here, I, I was able to find it. Now it's just whether or not my Internet's going to cooperate with us for me to get these results to you in a timely fashion uh, because that was such a cool concept. Man, I wish I could have went because those sportsman cars down there are no slouches. Uh, here we go. So down at Oakshade over the weekend, Casey Noonan picked up the win in the dirt car. Late models coming from the third spot, held off a hard-charging Devin Shields, who came from ninth to finish in second. Rob Anderzak finished third after starting on the pin. Chris Keller fourth, and Mike Bores rounded out the top five. But how about the sportsman modified combo? Rusty Smith started on the pin in his sportsman and was able to hang on and get the win. He held off Carter Murday and uh, Shannon Fisk. There's a modified driver for you from our area. And uh, Carter Murday as well, I do believe, uh, is a sportsman driver. So sportsman won two, then Shannon Fisk. How about Carter Schlenk? Top five finish for that youngster. And uh, Jesse Jones rounds out the top five. Other modified drivers that you'll probably recognize, John McClure went down there and played in the dirt. Jason Jones went down there with his modified. Logan Beckwith, the fourth, went down there to have some fun as well. So uh, it was pretty cool to see those two combined together for an awesome event at Oakshade. Well, he wasn't a winner this weekend because it's been kind of hard to find racing for his division uh, in and around our area recently. But nonetheless, it's our pleasure to welcome in our second interview of the night. This driver makes his home in Portland, Michigan. Jeff Rhea, welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Uh, thanks, Rich. Well, Jeff, uh, so I just wanted to, uh, first of all, say that we're happy to get you on the show. First time having you on the program. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, d deservingly so. What a season you had. 45 events, uh, according to my race pass. Eight wins, 31 top tens, and 23 top fives sprinkled in there as well. And, and, you know, Jeff, you were one of the names that when I started following IMC Modified Racing, and I'll tell Rich this too, and Rich would say the same thing. When I started following IMC mm -hmm. Modified Racing, I was told, watch Jeff Rhea. He's a contender everywhere and anywhere, and uh, that's continued to hold true. That 12 car, you guys got that program figured out. You're pretty strong anywhere you go. Yeah, we're uh, pr pretty good. Um, I think we actually got 10 feature wins this year. I don't can't recall on how many heat race wins. It's hard to keep track of all of them, but um, we've had a pretty good year overall. Um, last year was probably our best year in our racing career. And uh, this year we've kind of followed along with that and had some uh, rough goings uh, at some events and uh, wish we could have did better. But um, just being with the the fans and, and all the friends and family that come and all our sponsors and that support us, I mean, it's still a good time when you don't do the way you expect to do, you know. Um, I guess uh, the – the biggest thing is, uh, is racing, going out of state, going racing has kept us up on, on our, uh, setup stuff and, and intermingling with, uh, you know, your best drivers in the U S um, like Cody Laney and, and Tim Ward and Justin O'Brien and, and, uh, you know, race against Tom Barry and them guys, they, they make you better, you know, and, and just like all the good drivers we have here in Michigan, um, Brody Bowser and Myron DeYoung and uh, John McCall and AJ Ward and uh, Colin Thurlby and Gary Vandermark. I mean, there's a bunch of great drivers in Michigan that keep you on your toes and and uh, make you better, you know.
We've we've been on an IMCA modified kick here over probably the last month or so, and uh, you know mm-hmm. we had we had Brody Bowser on uh, last week or two weeks ago, and you know he had just got back mm-hmm. from Boone, Iowa. You were out there as well, and uh, you know Chance uh, Chance Allen was out there. A couple of you guys went out yeah. there, but uh, uniquely enough, you know we're used to that in in September seeing you guys go out there to Boone, but you started your season on the road this year. Talk about making the decision to uh, travel in April. Yeah, we end up going um, out west to, um, I want to say it was the Frostbuster. They end up uh, cutting the series a little bit short because of weather. Um, And we went out to Boone for our first race of the season and won our heat race. Um, Did pretty well in that and feature time. uh, We're still trying to get that track down. It's a different character over there. Um, when you're getting on the hammer down stuff there, you better have that car freed up enough. Uh, so we end up, uh, finishing, I think ended up finishing 10th or 12th or somewhere around in there that night. And then we made it over to Stewart Speedway and, um, transferred into the A, finished uh, second in our heat. And, and in the feature time, uh, we were out to lunch and we were like, what the heck's going on with the car? Well, our shot program's been very well but when you don't take your shocks and get them serviced over winter time they lose Ah, gas pressure that'll happen yep so and i had them done before you know the race season was over to go out to boone last year um when we made the the big dance out there at super nationals um and we just it was my fault i didn't get my shocks serviced i thought we're good to go and Come to find out, we had three bad shocks with no uh, gas pressure in them. Wow! And you didn't, so, uh, that that didn't raise its head during the heat race by chance? No, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't. Honestly, it just the car. I could felt feel the car was off in the heat, and I could feel it was off at um, our first race at Boone there. And but we were, you know, salvaged it for the night, and just we were just kind of like lost for a minute, and then we pulled the shocks off and ran them through the dyno out there and figured out after the feature, they were three shocks. I had no gas pressure in them. So that definitely will throw the balance of the car off, you know? Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask is how do you diagnose that for those, uh, for the, for the, maybe, you know, uh, maybe more in-depth fans or less in-depth fans, you know, because you look at a race car, right. And it just sits there on the ground and it looks pretty. And, you know, you know, yep. the, the classic racer, Rich, I don't know if you did this. We did this. Uh, we would take our street stock. We'd jump on the front bumper and watch how it rebounded and say, yep, that's probably good enough. Uh, those days are yep. pretty much gone. The, the technology now is is really intense. So how do you know that until you get out there on the track and the car doesn't perform? Well, we were um, after the feature at um, Boone there for our first feature event of the year. Um, we were actually jumping on the right front and, uh, the right front wasn't holding down. It was rebounding quite qu- quick. And, and, uh, I mentioned that, uh, to my buddy Aaron note, we call him notebook. He's, he, uh, takes my notes and keeps us, uh, you know, um, in line on all our paperwork and make sure we ain't making no mistakes. Um, and, uh, then, uh, the left rear was, you know, coming off the bars on entry and, and I just, it didn't feel right, you know, and then we finally came to it. We could push down the right front shock. We took it off and it had enough rebound in it, but the gas pressure was there and we, we don't have a dyno in the trailer. So we couldn't 
throw it on a dyno to figure out or put our uh, gauge to it to figure out the ga- gas pressure was gone. It was still holding down. And then uh, we noticed the car was coming off the bars at Stewart because it was a whole lot slower racing surface. It was really slick, kind of what we run on here in Michigan. And uh, we ended up popping that off after the feature and, and we pushed it in and the shock never came back up. So that was one way to figure out there's an issue um, and it had to be gas pressure. Jeff, talk to me about this IMCA modified class. I Every once in a while I turn on the TV and, you know, like you guys went out to Boone, I'll turn it on. And there's a handful of you guys that, that run out there from Michigan. And that class here seems pretty solid at the tracks that they run at. Um, and we've always, as Zach and I have had this conversation about, you know, UMP modifieds maybe not being as strong in Michigan, mm-hmm. but you guys are stronger, if not growing. Yeah, we definitely are. Um, IMCA is definitely, um, you know, a, a good, uh, you know, um, class to get into, even with the stock car stuff. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely makes it more competitive just because, uh, you know, you can run for the national points and you can run for region points and, and even, you know, you obviously can run for state points and, and, uh, there, there's a lot to it. So it makes it very interesting. It can make it stressful at times too, um, doing the point stuff. Um, but it, it's definitely a good thing, um, with the crate motor stuff and, and not much as much claiming going on. Um, it's, you know, supposed to be a cheaper. Um, it seems like it's getting more expensive as the years go. Um, but it's definitely a great, great, you know, um, class to be in and going out west and racing with the best of the best out there. Um, you get recognized with, uh, you know, Tom Barry running against him and, and Cody Laney and Tim Ward and all them guys out there and Grabowski and it just, it makes it more fun because we're actually all connected, even though we live in different states, you know, um, we're running for the same thing, the same goal. And, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, well, you know, uh, here in Michigan on the UMP stuff, I wish it, the UMP modified stuff hasn't faded like it has. Um, they're trying to hang on and, and keep it going. Um, but the IMCA stuff's just so, there's so much more IMCA events in Michigan, um, versus the UMP stuff. You know, UMP used to be really big back in the day, um, with Jacob Pool and, and, uh, them guys that run UMP stuff. Um, but they're, they kind of switched down to IMCA and they're switching over to late model stuff. And, uh that's a good class here in Michigan is the super late models. Um, the payout's good and the start money's good. And I mean, obviously you got more invested in to get going on that. And that this winter is going to be a, maybe a little bit different thing for us, um, for next year. And we might end up being, be jumping on board, going a little bit late model racing next year. I haven't made my decision up yet. It's a big decision because I love IMCA racing, which we're going to still do that, but we might uh, not do the points thing. Um, but it's it's a big decision. IMCA is fun. 
Now talk to me. You you kind of brought it up, and and Zach and I always talk about this too with a lot of different drivers, and that's the word points. And we never get mm-hmm. the same answer. Some guys like to run for points on pavement. They don't have the option like like the guys in the dirt do, whether they can run for UMP points or IMCA points. But on right. dirt, there are options. What, mm-hmm. Explain why you like to run for points and not just show up to a track and just go for feature wins. Or do you say, well, if I'm going to win a feature, the points will come. Right. Um, I guess the biggest thing is um, on the points thing is, uh, you know, if you the do the point stuff, uh, if you were looking for state points or Eastern region, you want to you want to salvage a, a, a track championship, if not two of them, because it gives you bonus points. So you kind of have to run um, track points. But the best thing is that you can run out of state and you could run down the East Coast all the way to Florida. There ain't a whole lot of IMCA tracks in the Eastern region besides, you know, Michigan carries a lot of them. Um, you get down to Florida, there's a handful and Pennsylvania, they're they're starting to bring some tracks back for IMCA, which is great. Um, you know, I wish, you know, for the national point stuff that we could run anywhere in the nation to go for a national um, championship. Um, so keeping us in our own region makes it tough on us. Um, they do put on some special events out West that you can go to, to collect your national points. Um, but very little events out there happening for that. Um, I wish we could see more than that, more for that, especially Wisconsin, um, which was part of, uh, Eastern region. Um, because there's so many IMCA tracks over there. It would help us Michigan guys, um, salvage our goal of what we want to do. Um, it, 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 it's fun. It's stressful, but fun, you know, um, you definitely got to have a good, good team, good pit crew. You can't do it without a good team, good pit crew, good friendship. Um, you got to have all that and, uh, and a wife that understands. Now I'm not going to let you bring up a late model and, and we're just going to breeze over that. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to pick mm-hmm. you, pick on you about that a little bit. So, uh, do you, mm-hmm. obviously I'm guessing the decision hasn't been made to purchase a chassis yet, or you got one you're looking at, uh, going to require some selling of some things in the off season. I mean, what are the things that you weigh? What are you do? You know, what are you looking at? What are you, what are your options here as you try to make that decision? Yeah, the biggest option is, uh, the the funding part i don't want to sell any of my uh imca modified stuff and i got a new imca modified um going together um i am a rage dealer for um rage chassis um for justin o'brien for here in michigan and i want to keep that going and and you know john mccall's helped me out with a lot of that and we got a new car coming together for next year for the imca stuff um, the late model is, is I'm, I've been really tossing around. I got, um, you know, I got to have the so- support behind me to do it. And it's definitely possible to do. Um, and I think we can put on some, um, very good shows for the fans. Um, if we end up getting in a late model and running special events with the late model, um, it's more the funding part of doing it and trying to do the IMCA thing all at once. Um, I, I definitely want to do both. Um, 
but it depends on the funding part. Uh, definitely would have to make a decision. I probably would stay with IMCA if the funding ain't there for me, you know. Um, I haven't picked a car out I want or found a car I want. Um, I've been tossing around with some rockets and, and kryptonites and some MB customs for the late model stuff. Um, but I haven't, you know, I gotta have my soup underneath that, the underneath the rear end of the car of what I need for my setup and what we know and have learned over the years that we need for my driving style. And Jeff, there's somebody, there's somebody that's trying to do that now. Uh, and he just started this year, you know, Jacob went and, and built the IMCA modified. Now he brought out a late model the last couple of weeks of the season. So yeah, if you need a little absolutely. bit of advice, he'd be on, he'd be the next phone phone number I would call. Absolutely. And Jacob Cool is one of my good, good fellow friends. One of my good buddies, we hang out and he's taught me a lot in the last five years on, you know, uh, modified stuff and, and the late model stuff is going to be all new to him. You know, uh, um, Steve Poole uh, used to run late model back in the day, his dad, and, and was very good in it. So there should be some help helping points, which, you know, uh, the suspension has changed a lot over the years since then. But Jacob, we sat down, well, we didn't sit down. We had a, a talk on the phone actually earlier this morning about the late model and, and it's, it's one or the other, he says, you know, you got to do one or the other. And that's the way he, you know, that's where he's sitting too. And he said, actually getting in that late model, um, with all the hard work we put into our race cars and the, the sweat, blood and tears that we all swap that it was, well, it was worth more getting into the late model than the IMCA car is just the more adrenaline, more speed, um, a lot more adjustments that fits his style because he comes from a UMP world, you know, modified, and there's a whole lot more adjustments you can do. And uh, he's pretty excited for that and gave me some very good pointers and helpful information on things so and, and we talked to jacob too not long ago and he he kind of said you know yeah these imc modified cars they're fun the racing's fun but and mm-hmm. he was he was point blank with us wasn't he rich he said they're kind of slow <laughs> he, said, right. he said i want to yeah. go i want to go faster so uh you know when you you say that not too surprised about that talking with jeffrey mm-hmm. the uh, driver the number 12 imc modified dry uh car and I clarify that because, Jeff, there is another Rhea in the family who uh, sports Absolutely. an IMCA modified. Tell me who David is. Yeah, David's my uh, dad. He's he's taught me everything I've known. I've, I breathe racing, and he breathes racing. Uh, ever since I was walking around in diapers, he was racing. Um, so that's all we know, and he's taught me a lot over the years. And back in 2000, he was uh, – when we had MMA here in, uh, um, in Michigan, he was, uh, he was champion for 2000 state champion, which was pretty cool. You know, everybody looked up to him and, and he created a lot of friends over the years, um, from racing. And, uh, he's definitely, uh, a veteran, definitely a veteran. And, uh, he likes to be different than everybody. He likes to be in a different chassis than everybody else. Um, 
just to show that it don't it don't matter what chassis and you can we can set them up and go fast and whatever chassis we decide to get in um he's taught me a lot he's a wonderful guy and and uh hope there's many more years to be able to wheel next to him if you can catch me (laughs) (laughs) there it is there it is (laughs) i had the pleasure uh, for a couple of seasons of racing against my dad and that was that was so much fun we weren't fast we weren't winning races uh which is is different than what you and your dad are doing but man we had so Mm -hmm. much fun leaning on each other and racing against each other and uh you know heaven forbid we got a heat race together because that just meant there were less other people that were going to get involved in our garbage uh because we just we did we had so much fun doing that now uh again (laughs) we are on an off night tonight we're doing the show one night late and rich so that's going to lead to some mistakes because i'm a big lying liar at the beginning of the show i said you know jeff ria didn't get a chance to pick up a win over the weekend because they weren't racing anywhere around us i'm a big dummy and i forgot all about one of the reasons we brought jeff on is because they did race over the weekend at mid michigan raceway park with the corn harvest and uh, jeff you're able to get that done over the weekend Uh, you know i think i forgot about the racing part of that because the dinner and the party that takes place over the weekend really captures the racers attentions more than i think the actual racing but uh, man how was your weekend what a big that's a big long weekend of racing on a really hard racetrack so how did it go yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Gene and Linda uh, from Mid Michigan Raceway Park that puts on the corn harvest um, for the last 24 years now. Um, it's it's a very cool event. Um, yeah, the 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 partying and stuff it definitely does capture the crowd and the fans' uh, attention and some racers uh, more than others. Um, we don't we focus on racing, let the crew and stuff go have fun after the races and stuff, and and I focus on the race and stuff and, um, it's, it's a, it's a cool event. It's a event that 24 years ago, my dad won the first one. Is that right? So, yep. And, How about that? Uh, I, uh, always, it was my goal my whole life is that's one event I want to win too, you know, and I pulled that off last year and I told my dad, I said, let's try to make it two, you know, two in a row. And we end up pulling it off and, you know, Brody and Meyer and DeYoung uh, made me definitely work for it. I can tell you that. And uh, Brody was as fast all week and long. He won his heat race and won his uh, Friday night special. And I just happened to pull the one out of the bag to get a good starting spot. And I knew um, we were doing some testing with the car. You know, I'm on my home track and, wanted to try a couple things and I said well we're starting on the pole that's done enough done testing here boys it's time to put the setup in and see if we can pull this off and and uh Myron and Brody definitely made me work for it and with uh several cautions we had I finally heard over the headset uh Brody Bowser um you got choice top or bottom and I said, oh, oh, crap, here comes Brody, you know. <laughs> um, and we end up just have the car was on point and and uh, they ran a good race and and uh, we just we were on point. It was a great event for us. And it was, it's a very big event because, you know, corn harvest uh, may n- no longer be one day, you know, and and this one this year was for Gene and Linda, especially Linda. And, uh, you know, hopefully it goes on for a few more years or 
if the track ever gets taken over, it's still going to be a corn harvest, hopefully, whoever owns it, but it still won't be the same to me. So these one, these last two were definitely very important to me. Jeff, we look at this 12 machine, and there's more than a number on this race car. Um, we always give drivers that come on the show a chance. Who all makes everything possible for you to get, get up and down the road every single week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I got sneaky horse uh, traction bars. Um, Sean Kennedy out of Canada, he's he's definitely a, a smart brain there. Sometimes I say, whoa, whoa, Ken, you need to, you know, speak a little bit um, more on my level here. Let's go to 11th grade here level. Um, I'm not, I didn't go to college. I'm not a scientist, but he he's definitely helped out with our program for our traction. Um, his bull bars are very great. And then uh, we got um, uh, Rhea Construction. That's my uncle Chris. He builds houses and pole barns, and he definitely supports us um, the best he can. And uh, I guess, you know, uh, Thayer and, and Tice Construction, um, they both helped me on my car, and, and Justin's um, Justin uh, Tice there, he's, he's uh, been a – a big part of our program of making sure the tires are done right and and cars you know greased and lubed up and good to go and we ain't missing missing uh our bolt checks and stuff like that on things and we also have uh tommy's catering and that's my mother she's she's a she's a sweet cook she she can cook anything wonderful food she's been a big support of ours and uh I got also J, JBS coating, John McCall. He does uh, all our powder coating and supports us big time. And uh, he's uh, part of the Rage Dealer program with us. And then we also have uh, Country Kids Daycare. Um, they watch my kids while I work on my race car and the wife's at work. So that definitely helps out a lot. And I, you know, thank them for it. It's, you know, my kids' second family, so they're very wonderful people. And then we also have, uh, you know, Rage Chassis. Um, Justin O'Brien from Rage Chassis. He's he's definitely every time I call, he answers the phone. He's he's very supportive and likes to see us do good. Now, and the, I also oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, sorry, you got a long list there. No, yeah, yeah. And I also have um, Prime Contracting, Corey Styles. Uh, he uh, removes all that asbestos stuff for people, keep uh, buildings healthy for people. And uh, the big one I have, um, he's he's helped out. Um, hopefully more to come is uh, Billy Strings. Um, if none of you guys know who Billy Strings is, uh, you need to definitely look him up. He's a bluegrass player and has some pretty cool albums, you know, more new gen bluegrass. His last album he came out with is pretty cool. And he's actually uh, one of my best buddies that helped me on my race car, Aaron Apostle. It's his brother. And uh, he's won some Grammys and stuff like that in the last wow. couple of years. And moving forward with his goal in life and, and, and uh, his dream, and that's, he actually, his dad actually used to work for my dad and mom back 20, 
20 some years ago and Terry would never show up for work or he would show up for work, but some days he won it. And my dad would call him and say, where the heck you at? He said, well, shoot, I was playing uh, bluegrass with Billy. <laughs> so now my dad sits back and thinks about it. Well, I'll be damned. It was all worth it. There you go. You know, now we yeah. got a couple of questions here from our listeners to end things tonight. The first one, Ryan Teeter comments, who's your favorite pro stock driver in your pit row? Uh, so that one sounds a little personal, Jeff. Oh, Ryan, you got to get me on that one, don't you? <laughs> we won't make you answer that one completely. So uh, I would, I would honestly say, uh, you know, he is probably one of my favorite drivers. He has a definitely a great head on him, and and he does his best what he does at Crystal, and with all the tight racing and and some of the other drivers out there that make it tough for him to get through the field. Yeah, you know, I would say he's actually my favorite driver, and he's a very great guy, and I love his family. Now, and then Josh commented on the post that you shared for us, and we thank you for that. He says, "I wonder how you got so good at the donuts. Those ones at Crystal were impressive. I'm guessing you celebrated one of those ten wins in an impressive way." Yeah, uh, Josh, who? Uh, Josh Sternberg. Oh, Josh. Yeah, um, you know that's where I say you know points can get stressful sometimes you know and and uh we did celebrate a a last place finish one night and uh it's been 14 years since i've done a donut because uh (laughs) you know you get taken out by somebody so um but other than that it was a good season so. Well, Jeff, we appreciate you making time to join us tonight. Really cool to talk to you and hear what you got going on. And, and uh, you know, I love a racing family, especially when I get mm-hmm. to talk to somebody else who gets to race with their dad because that is something cool. That's something you're going to cherish for a long time, and I know you know that. So, man, congratulations Absolutely. on a great season, and uh, congratulations on everything you've accomplished. Good luck on trying to make that decision on what you're going to do next year. We're all watching. Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. All right, so uh, what a show tonight. A couple of first-time guests, and you look at the clock and you go, holy smokes, that's horsepower happenings for the night. But there are some events. If you're if you're a diehard, you've got sweaters, you've got long underwear, you've got Carhartts, you're still looking for racing in Michigan, we've got them lined up for you, Rich. Uh, and it's this time of year that we start talking about Jones, Michigan, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about races lined up because I don't know any other race besides Jones, Michigan. This race was supposed to go off in early September. Um had some had some weather issues and just rescheduled the whole thing. The M40 bash at M40 Speedway this Saturday and Sunday. Template late model street stocks, rear wheel drive one run what you brung, front wheel drive run what you brung. Mini stocks and mini wedges all in actions on Saturday. The grandstands open at noon, qualifying at one, racing at five, and then back at it on Sunday. Grandstands will open at noon. Racing kicks off at 3 p.m. on Sunday. All right, so you said it, so I'll make it happen. You wanted a list of races? I'll give you a two. Two makes a list, I think. Mark your calendars for Saturday, October 8th. It's the Nightmare on Bowie Street. That's right. We're headed to Hartford Speedway on October 8th with the uh, Midwest Dirt Compact Series. They will bring in their Midwest Dirt Compact Series, $2,700 to win, plus Warriors for $750 to win, Night of Destruction Enduro for $1,000 to win, and UMP Modifieds, also slated to be in action on October 8th for $1,200 to win. Pits open at 3 p.m., racing at 6 on Saturday, October 8th, Hartford Speedway, right here in Michigan. So there you go, Rich. There's your list. 
Okay, so we're going to tease a couple more two weeks from now? Why not? Why don't we do that? Why not? Okay, player hater. Yes. At Winston Speedway, two a week from this weekend. Uh, we'll get you all the information next week. I'm just teasing you. It's racing in Michigan, and it's going to happen. <laughs> and, if you're, and if you're a pavement fan, Toledo Speedway, Saturday, October 8th. The Arca Menard Series Championship event. That's right. Will be will be taking place at Toledo Speedway on Saturday, October eighth, along with the Late Model Sportsman Championship for the Toledo Speedway and the Arca Factory Stocks will stage their championship events at the Toledo Speedway on Saturday, October eighth as well. So, October eighth, we got a few events going on. Wow, now. what are we going to do October eighth, man? Oh man! So pretty and then cool. and then the fifteenth. We that's gotta go right. there. That's you know, right. Oh, we'll look Zach and I got got their eye on Winchester, don't we, Zach? Yes, that's gonna be a good one too. So uh we got we do have racing coming up in our region. We just gotta pick and choose where we're gonna go. So hey, I wanna say thanks again to Billy for making time for us. Billy Shannon, uh last minute guest here tonight. Really do appreciate him making that happen. Jeff Ria for joining us on the show tonight as well. Uh stay tuned again as we mentioned coming up. We'll uh, get Josh Turner on soon the champion of the sprint cars at Butler Motor Speedway. Of course, uh, Rex, the new owner of Owasso Speedway. We'll talk to him and about his team that he's assembling coming up in a couple of weeks as well. And uh, yes, sir. And, Zach, we're going to reach out to this young man because he's he was one of our own. Yes. He ended up, he ended up going back to Canada. Couldn't get out of, They couldn't get out of the country for two years, That's right? That's right. So Ray Morneau wins the... Late model championship, first late model champ at Delaware Speedway in Canada, and then ran his first NASCAR Penny Series race on Sunday this weekend. We're going to talk to him about all that. We'll get him on the show, too. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Horsepower Happenings. Thank you so much for tuning in and having some fun. On behalf of Rich France, Scott Mendler, and Basic Bills, I'm Zach Heiser. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you same time, same place next week on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.